the best of the week on Relevant Radio. This is uh, somebody who's listening from Modesto, Trisha. This is kind of confusing. It's, it's a little long, but I think it's worth looking at. Peter, who we think of as the first pope, made the strong implication of 1 Peter 2.9 that there was no need for a mediatorial and hierarchical clergy system to be developed, he proclaimed, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. This was not an original thought of Peter's. He was echoing what God said in Exodus 19.6, you should be unto me a kingdom of priests. Okay, well, let's look at these passages. Let's look at 1 Peter 2.9 and see what Jesus is exactly saying. Because I think you'll be a little surprised at what Jesus is saying here. Okay, I got it. I got it. Don't worry. Okay, okay. I got. The, I'm there. I'm there. For, okay. Phew. I got to get the Greek text here. You, yes, you are a chosen generation, a royal hieratuma. Okay, hieratuma. I shared this with you. A hieratuma. Hieros means. Holy in the terms of sacrifice. A priest is a hereos. He's a sacrificer. That's what the word means. And a holy nation, a people belonging to God. That's what Peter says. This was not an original thought of Peter's, but he was echoing what God said in Exodus 19.6. So let's look at Exodus 19.6. And let's look at the word here. You will be for me a kingdom of priests. In Hebrew, that is a malkuth. A melechet kohanim. A kohen is someone who offers sacrifice. So we have two words, kingdom of priests and uh, people who offer sacrifice. Okay. Once again, let us look at the, the text in the letter. And this is a person who is saying that we shouldn't have clergy because all people are priests. This is not a new idea I'm sharing with you. The word priest in English is used to translate two completely separate words in Greek and in Hebrew. One means sacrificer, the other means elder. We are a sacrificial people, a people of sacrificers. But we have a governance of elders, as did ancient Israel, as did the early church, and as the church has had all along. The word elder is presbyteros, which comes into English and most European language as priest, and the word sacrificer, uh, hereos, in Latin, is sacerdos. We will call priests sacerdos in Latin, but we're ordained as elders. We're ordained to the sacrificerhood of Christ in the order of elder. A bishop is ordained in the order of supervisor. Those are the words of, of the ceremony. So, he wants all of us to be priests. So he wants to, all of us to be elders? No, he wants all of us to live sacrificial lives, and that sacrifice is wrapped up in the Eucharist. The idea of a mediatorial and hierarchical class didn't originate with the teaching of the super-apostles. It crept in much later, the early part of the 4th century. No, it didn't. Read Hippolytus. Read Ignatius of Antioch. Uh, the person who wrote this, Tricia, really doesn't know much about the history of the early church that Ignatius of Antioch in the year 100 AD, 110 AD at the latest, is describing a church that has bishops, priests, and deacons. And that church existed from the earliest days. So, Tricia, I don't know where you're getting this stuff from, but yeah, you and I are both sacrificers, but I'm an elder, 
And it's my job to make sure that the church works. <laughs> it's my job. I better be faithful to it. First Peter 2.9 is saying that you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and yet he calls himself a fellow presbyter, a fellow elder. Okay, First Peter 5.1, as a fellow elder, that means presbyter, which is comes into English as priest. Tricia, you don't want a hierarchy, but you know what happens when you don't have a hierarchy? And hierarchy does not mean chain of command. Again, I point out to you, it means sacred leadership. You don't have a hierarchy. You find out what happened to this royal priesthood, this holy nation that we read about in Exodus. <laughs> when Moses went up the mountain, they went absolutely bonkers and had a wonderful time dancing about the golden calf. So when you are a holy nation, a people set apart, things go fine. But guess what? We are sinners saved by grace, and we are a holy nation that sometimes acts in unholy ways. And Jesus established a structure in the church, and the early Christian writings in Scripture and after Scripture confirmed this. So, Tricia, I think you maybe need to study history a little more and study Scripture a little more. And, you know, you might want to learn something about the early Christian authors. They had opinions. And their opinions, I don't think, agree with yours. It wasn't Constantine. You know, this idea, well, Constantine created the church, and, you know, that's the deal. No, that was 340 AD. There was a structural church from the very beginning. The number 12, when you see it in the scripture, always refers to government. It seems always. 12 seats of judgment, 12 gates to the city, 12 tribes of Israel, 12 judges, uh, that sort of thing. So when Jesus appointed 12 disciples, he was saying, you're going to be a government for the church. He clearly established an organization because human beings live in the flesh and we need organizations. One last thought on this. I remember I was at a Bible study and a bunch of people with very dark suits and very big Bibles came and sat there quietly. When it came time for discussion, they said, brother, and whenever anyone looks at my little plastic collar and says, brother, I know there's going to be a fight brother, how are you saved? And I said, by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, saved by grace through faith. And they kind of looked at each other because I'd given the right answer. And eventually they said, well, we came to break up this Bible study because you're endangering these people's souls because Catholics know nothing about salvation. And so we got into a discussion. I, at one point I said, you owe your salvation to the Catholic Church. And the, the leader of the group became just furious, and he held up his big black Bible and waved it and said, I owe my salvation to nothing but the pages of this book. And I said, who do you think copied that book year after year and preserved it? Catholic monks writing out the text in cold libraries of medieval monasteries with nothing but oil lamps to light their way as their fingers froze. It was their devotion to the Holy Word that brought it into your hands. And without the structure of the church, you would not have the Bible. So, Tricia, I say the same thing to you. If the Catholic Church for 1,500 years did not work at preserving that text, Lord knows what you'd be and where you'd be going. Like what you just heard? Share it with your family and friends, and thanks for listening.